0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Heartland Franchise Guy, your insider's guide to all things franchising in the local area. I'm Blake Martin, local small business franchise owner and your Heartland Franchise Guy. This is the place for advocacy, resources, and education on all things franchising in the local community, and it's a great place for any entrepreneur to stop by in order to learn more about the franchising industry. Speaking of the franchising industry, I have some... Advertising and marketing specialist with me today from Creative. And we're going to talk a little bit about the franchising industry and how franchising truly is local. So I'd like to welcome Mari Bird and James Duran. Thank you for joining us today. Thanks. Hey, thank you. So, James, since you're the head guy, you want to tell us a little bit about your company?
1: Sure. So, Creative Element. We in our 11th year. We celebrated 10 years last year. Which, Congrats. Um, we kind of, thank you, we kind of joke about it that, you know, dog years are seven years, um, <laughs> you know, to one year. Uh, being in digital is, you know, probably 10 to 12 years to one. And so uh, I'm not saying we're a 100-year-old you know, company, but it seems like it in the digital space. So we service um, full-service digital, so social, web, SEO, SEM, video, photo, digital ads. If it's online, we, we do it. And so um, we have a big love for multi-location businesses. Okay. And um, I think part of the reason why um, we're talking today is, is Mari actually put a lot of those thoughts down on paper and that we service about 400 of those across the country. So...
0: Yeah, and you couldn't have given me a better segue to start the discussion. The reason that I invited Creative Element here is Mari, who's on the team, wrote a blog. So obviously one of the services you provide is blogging and you practice what you preach. And needless to say, I pay attention to these things and set alerts (laughs) for them. And I saw that you wrote a blog on local franchises, truly our local small business. So... Why don't we start off? Tell me a little bit, Mari. First of all, tell me about your background, and then we'll get into that blog.
2: Yeah, so my name is Mari. I do business development and marketing consulting at the Creative Element team. And one thing that I do and spend a lot of my time doing is being out in the community. So Mm -hmm. attending networking events, chamber events, things like that. And I always hear a lot of chatter about, you know, we have to support local businesses, which I 110% agree with. We have to support local businesses. But then there's this elephant in the room, and that's franchises <laughs> every single time. And I could never quite understand why people had the feelings that they did about franchises, especially because a lot of our mutual friends that are very much local to Omaha are franchise owners. Sure. Um, and so that's I know what... <laughs>
0: one. He's on this podcast. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> and that's what prompted me to dig a little deeper into some statistics, some facts, um, and write the blog.
0: Well, I appreciate that. Let's jump into that. And needless to say, it's near and dear to my heart. Uh, I say it in the intro on every episode, right? I'm a local small business franchise owner. And truth is, when I started out, um, the first business I started was an independent, right? Just a a small business back in Bloomfield Hills, Michigan, that um, wasn't part of any system or part of a franchise. Ultimately, we turned it into a franchise system, which is how I got into this. Yeah. But the second time that I started my own business... I joined a franchise system, so this is on my mind all the time, and you know what I do for a living. I help yeah. people start local locally owned and operated small businesses, but I get it right. I was there before when I got into this field, and this is what I think you were speaking to in your article. Um, when people think about franchises, what category usually comes to their mind first?
2: they think of mcdonald 's every single time yeah, they every think
0: single of time they, and, and it 's because that 's what we see all the time right it 's very prevalent. Um, they're all over the place, right, James? Name a franchise. Yep.
1: Yeah. You mentioned Arby's. Right. Um, most of them are in the food genre, if you will. But it, it is crazy how people think about it from a national name. And so they put that national aspect to them, big box, big corporation, mm-hmm. and they don't think about it down to that, that individual person that took the risk, that went out on their own, and are – a contributing member to their community.
0: Exactly. And for those that do a little bit of research on it or understand a little bit more, what they might find is with some of those big food brands, the McDonald's, the Pizza Huts, yeah, it's true that usually a certain percentage, sometimes as many as 50% of their locations are company-owned locations, right? So the actual corporate entity owns them. But what many people might not realize, and obviously you spoke to, is that's the exception, not the rule. Correct. Most franchise systems are all about all locally owned and operated small businesses that are separate, actually separate entities from the franchisor. So that's the launching point. Tell me yeah. a little bit about what you wrote in the blog.
2: Yeah, so one thing that I have found that people aren't really thinking about when they're mm-hmm. making these statements of, oh, franchises aren't local, are the people who are actually behind the scenes. Sure, maybe XYZ Franchise wasn't started in Omaha, Nebraska, uh-huh. but the person who is owning and operating and putting the, their blood, sweat, and tears into that business, their kid probably goes to school with yours. Yeah. So why aren't they considered just as local as a mom-and-pop coffee shop or a mom-and-pop boutique gym? Um, so that's pretty much the big overview of the blog post. But um, we shared some statistics around um, franchises and how they support our local community with jobs. Yeah. And I know you know a ton about that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, and Happy also, to jump into that if you'd yes, like me to. Yes, please do. Please
0: do. <laughs> I was, of course, before this doing a little bit of my research and looking at the updated numbers that were released for uh, including 2022 because it evolves and changes. But Uh, Locally owned and operated franchises in the U.S. In 2022, nationally, 8.449, okay, 8.5 million jobs created as of today uh, from locally owned and operated small business franchises, $826.5 billion of economic output that all of us generate combined. And then just in Nebraska and Iowa, the closest states to where we uh, record this, 158,000 jobs represented in the two states because of the franchising industry and $138 million in economic output.
2: Yeah. And so just those numbers alone, you think about taxes, right? Everybody loves to talk about mm-hmm. taxes.
0: Oh, I love paying them too. That's <laughs> fantastic.
2: <laughs> those local franchise owners are paying yep. local taxes that go to fixing our local roads. <laughs> <laughs> The other oh, wait, beautiful they things. put money into
0: that? I haven't noticed recently. All of the other mm-hmm. beautiful
2: things that our taxes go to. Um, but also, on another note with those owners that are living here in mm-hmm. Nebraska and Iowa, they're putting their volunteer efforts in Nebraska and Iowa, too. Yeah. I mean, think about yeah. some of the franchise owners that you work with and how incredibly involved they are in the community.
0: Yeah, they they donate their time to nonprofits. They donate their time, of course, to... Charitable causes often lead many of those. Um, They're involved in their HOAs and in their (laughs) school PTOs. Yeah. You're right.
1: Yeah. Uh, And that's one of the big things is that we, as a community, I mean, there's, there's, there's Facebook groups, there's social groups that talk about things, keeping things local and we have small business Saturday. Now, you know, black Friday and then small business Saturday, we've got all these days that are dedicated and, but we we sometimes demonize those that decided to go ahead and, and find something that has established policies and procedures and has established branding and has established uh, market share. And just so happens they they wanted to be a part of that, but they still have a financial outlay. They still have an investment. They still have to do the hiring, the firing. They still have to run the business and be that business owner just because they decided to to make it – Um, a little bit more foolproof for themselves, um, a little bit more successful, they decided to hitch it to something that's already established. And outside of Creative Element, I I do business consulting, I do strategic planning, corporate level planning for companies. Uh And the number one thing that they ask for is policies, procedures, how to do things better, streamlined, efficient. And they're wanting to do all that so the person that came over here and just did it and bought into this this system, they're they're doing that as well. It's just it's already been established for them, and you probably know the stats and have the stats on the success rate differences between a business that started from scratch and independently versus a franchise group. And you know, we did this research last year was when we celebrated our ten year of how many companies actually make it 10 years even and mm-hmm. how many make it longer and we we did a, a short video on that thinking our clients and talked about you know, we look back at the fortune 500 list from like 1980 and there's only like 50 of those companies left you know out of, so you just think about how many way more like than that. 50 right <laughs> right so you know the just because you're doing that doesn't mean that you're any less of a business owner you just happen to want that structure which is what i see all business owners wanting anyway
0: yeah and i appreciate you bringing it up in that context too you know speaking from the personal perspective and in my own experience and the reason that i joined a franchise system the second time around with business ownership and what motivates the folks that i work with day to day to do the same thing many of whom have already been business owners themselves is that idea of hey you know it, it was exhilarating um and uh, its own unique challenge. Starting my own independent business all by myself, right? Well, I had a business partner, but wasn't part of the yeah. franchise system right. or anything like that. The second time around, I looked at it and I said, you know what? Okay, so that was exhilarating fun, but um, I wouldn't mind learning from somebody else's successes and mistakes. I don't need to completely create, recreate the wheel. I want to be able to localize it to, to where I live and where I work. But I like the idea of improving my chances for success. I like the idea of I can go out there and do things like volunteer in the community. Because my franchisor is helping me with some of those things that I'd otherwise have to do myself, I don't like doing the stuff that you guys do. I don't want to do it. Yeah. Uh, so they help me automate a lot of that, create a lot of the content for me that, uh, as you know, is is worth its weight in gold. Right. You guys rightfully Absolutely. do yeah. charge for that kind of service, and you should. And I'm fortunate that my franchisor will help me with a lot of that, so that I can then go out and do volunteer, be a volunteer for Score, and help other business owners and et do cetera. the things
2: that you love. And that's bringing that up, that's our tagline at Creative Element. You do your thing. We'll do the marketing
0: because <laughs> I love that
2: nine times Should out be of
0: 10, <laughs>
2: <firm>. nine <laughs> times out of 10, when you decided to start a tree service, for example, uh-huh. you probably don't have a passion about Facebook. You have a passion <laughs> about what you're doing. And so these business owners who opt into a franchise system, they're thinking pretty smart because they're opting in to get into a franchise that probably is involved in something they really enjoy, be it fitness or environmental or food or whatever it is, they don't probably enjoy all of the other tedious tasks that go into being a business owner. But whether you're doing it as a franchise or as an independent, you're still going to have to do them. The, the real key is, do you have somebody helping you along the way?
0: Yeah. 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 And, you know, the famous line that you've heard a million times in franchising is you're in business for yourself, but not by yourself, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, what you provide to folks as well. And I, I happily pay, you know. Most franchise systems, there's a royalty stream, right, based upon the revenues that I generate. So they help me generate revenues. My franchise over in Louisville, Kentucky, they help me generate revenues. They get a small piece of it. They get 5% of that, and I get to keep 95%. And I'm perfectly happy sharing <laughs> that 5% of them because they're doing my social media. They've created all the software. They support the software. I mean, I can't even imagine how much I would pay for the software that I use for my internal operations, Uh, That's probably 10 times more than than I share with them (laughs) in royalties every year. And uh, I'm okay with that. So I don't know if I would have really run the math on that if I hadn't been a business owner before and we had to build everything from scratch. But
1: But, you you see the value in those things, right? Yeah. Because you're paying paying a royalty, but you're also getting value back for that. And most likely you're getting more value than what you're actually paying because you're able to share that across a larger group of people. It's just like... Bulk buying and being Bayou Group and all that stuff—it <laughs> it just it benefits.
0: Yeah, you, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, when people ask me, I tell them, "Look, the—you know—at the end of the day, the 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 valuation or the the analysis that you should be making if you're trying to decide how do I get into business, do I want to join a franchise, do I want to hang my own shingle, the analysis you need to do is the one that that you just referenced that I did, and that is. What they're providing to you in support and tools and resources and and in some cases, um, you know, brand value, does that more than make up for what you're going to share with them in royalties and and initial fees? So the software that they provide to me, right? I I get charged right. a small percent for that. Mm-hmm. It's the same analysis that somebody's doing if you're a realtor that's part of a national real estate or regional real estate brokerage yeah. or. Uh, an insurance broker that's part of national brokers right're you're, you 're ch- hitching your wagon to somebody that 's already created some of those resources, tools, the processes and, and procedures which everybody loves to write yeah I mean there's actually nerds out there in the franchising world that enjoy doing that, so more power to you but when we talk <laughs> about I- trying to categorize franchises and where do they fit within a local community like Omaha or Des Moines or Lincoln, or wherever somebody's listening from. I tell people, think about it the same way, right? There's a whole bunch of us, franchise or not, who we've just decided to to join a larger brand. We're still our own business entity. We still pay our own local taxes. You local still have folks. to hire and yeah, hire. It's our money on ri- yeah. yeah, it's our money at risk, et cetera. So I'm sorry, James, I kind of interrupted you. As well, you I just came I was going to say
1: that the other piece there is that we, that we don't really talk about is the camaraderie, right? <laughs> and so you're having a relationship with fellow... Franchisees, and and being able to bounce ideas like you having a a group of people that are running the same type of business that you are, probably not in your neighborhood, but they're running it maybe you know another part of the state or another state, but they understand what's going on with you. They understand the struggles that you have, and most business owners don't have that support system of having uh, a board that understands what they're doing understands what it is like to be a business owner and having to deal with that employee that just had a, an issue that they have to deal with. And it's like, Hey, how did you, how did you work through that? What did you do? And having that support system, they just don't have that outside of some of these systems.
2: And I think the reason is because if you think about an independent business and they're going through these struggles and the person they want to turn to is probably their competitor and they're not going to talk to their competitor about Mm -hmm. their struggles, (laughs) but in a franchise system, those people are dealing with the same situations you are, but they're on your team. They're yeah. not your competitor.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm so <laughs> glad you guys brought this up. Like, you're the perfect guest because <laughs> the last episode we recorded that just posted was on exactly this topic. I had one of my fellow franchisees, Todd Feaster, from, um, from Ohio, and we were talking a little bit about that. And, and he brought up something that really fascinated me. It goes directly to what you're talking about there. So he said, I actually did a little bit of research on enemies versus friendly rivals. (laughs) And so enemies could be like competitors who, hey, you know, enemies want to destroy you. (laughs) Friendly rivals, and this is how I would consider fellow franchisees. Maybe rivals might even be too strong of a term because we're just trying to grow the brand. But even if we cover similar geographic areas, okay, so we're friendly rivals, we make each other better. And so that was his comparison. Enemies want to destroy you, but these friendly rivals like a fellow franchisee we make each other better by driving each other yep. further. So,
1: yeah, our, so you just made Todd look proposals. brilliant. Thank you. <laughs> our, our last two proposals that we've built uh, for franchise groups have been referred to us from other franchise groups. And so they've come and they've asked, you know, who do you use? How do you do this? And so they've, they've shared our name with them and because it is a, it goes beyond just that particular franchise. It is, its the franchise owners that that span across that talk to each other and support each other because they understand mm-hmm. the struggles that they have.
0: Yeah, there is a camaraderie across the entire franchising industry. And I remember when I first joined the industry, um, you know, going to the national conventions for the International Franchise Association, etc. Um, I was astonished, pleasantly at how open people were with each other, even even rival franchises from the same industry they got it they're like hey there's more than enough space for quality competitors and so we would help and still to this day of course continue to help each other with you know how to build a franchise system the right way franchise or franchisee relationships Uh, it's it's an industry family and i know that sounds a little bit trite but it's true if anybody who's listening who's been in the franchising industry they'll tell you it's it's a franchising family and it doesn't mean it's all wonderful and everything's great um but uh, it's a support system. It's yeah. a support system. And before I forget, since you gave us the perfect segue on the support you provide to folks, I know we're getting to the point where we have to wrap up. Tell me, you guys, how do people get a hold of you for your services?
2: Yeah, so there's a, a gamut of ways. They can go to our website, which is really easy. It's creativeelement.com, but uh, it's creative with a K, no E at the end. Thank um, you. So.
0: K R E A T I V, element.
2: Correct. Yes. Thank you. So you can visit our website. Our website does a fantastic job at, you know, showcasing all of the different work that we do. Uh, You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram. Or if you want to just cut straight to the case, you can email info at creative element.com. And that'll go to James and I um, into that segue around our services. James had mentioned about the proposals we've sent out to different franchises. And It's so funny looking back at the first one I specifically worked with. When I sat down with this franchisor, they were thinking, okay, you guys are a local business in Omaha. This is great. Mm -hmm. But can you handle a franchise, a franchise system? And that's when we really got to shine and show all of the different services that we offer and how we merely want to be an extension of your team. We don't want you to feel like you're outsourcing to us, and I think that's why it works when we work Mm -hmm. with franchise groups, but also because, as you can tell on this podcast, we're here to support them, and we see them in the same light that they see themselves as just another business owner trying to make it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I think with those sage words, we better wrap things up. We're not going to beat that, are we, James? (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Nope. Thank you both so very much for being here today. I really appreciate you sharing and contributing your own experience, a very unique perspective on our industry and franchising and, you know, sharing your opinions and thoughts on, um, on how franchising truly is locally owned and operated small business. We appreciate it. We wish you the best of luck moving forward. Thank you, Mike. And thanks to all of you for listening to another episode of the Heartland Franchise Guy. Remember, don't keep us a secret share, subscribe, and follow. You can blog about us too, right, (laughs) Mari? Absolutely. (laughs) We're on all your major platforms. If you have any questions about anything you heard on this episode, just hit the QR code on your screen. That'll get you in contact with us and we'll be happy to uh, answer any questions you have. You heard the contact info for Creative Element, but if you don't have a photographic memory and you're in your vehicle or something... Don't look down, just scan the QR code when you get home and we'll make sure that you get in touch with them. So thank you all for joining us for another episode of the Heartland Franchise Guy. We'll see you here again soon for another episode.
1: Uhura Media Production.